0: Where the Whiteboards Are, a podcast by educators about all things education.
1: Let's share some of our favorite classroom successes, things that really stand out like, man, I'm proud of, of my work with that. Or if you have a funnier, happy kind of classroom story that just really sticks out.
2: I don't know that this is like my ultimate favorite success, right? But something that was like recent and that still sticks out in my brain. Okay. So at the start of the year, based off Amanda's recommendation and motivation, because I am boring in the classroom, Uh, like maybe not boring, but I'm really into like, what is the academic purpose of this? Okay. And so this can result in some hyper-focus issues on my part. Amanda encouraged me to do a breakout box. Um, If you don't know what those are, definitely Google it. Super fun. Um, and essentially like if you've ever been to an escape room, it's a similar concept, but based in your content area. Um, so I had this breakout box going with a group of 17 students. Um, nine of them regularly do not come to school. And many of them have articulated that their only intention is to drop out once they're old enough because they are sophomores right now. Um, and really getting them to have any buy-in or community is a struggle. Like it's first hour, they're sleepy, they're tired. And if they're there, it's really a small success in its own way. So we're doing these breakout rooms and I have all of the students like in bigger groups, like let's say groups of five. Right. And we go through it and really nobody broke out in that particular class. Like we didn't make it to the end of the puzzle, but as he was leaving my room, one of my students turns around and he had helped me like straighten up the space for the next class. that was going to do it. And he turns around and he goes, I really felt like a leader today. And it was so cute. And that was my like, This is an excellent way to start the year. Thank you.
0: I love that. I think my happiest or like, I don't know, most successful thing that I just really am proud of, um, is my creative writing class. Like I really honed in on understanding student writing and how to give valuable feedback for that. And I will never forget my first class. Um, we do this thing called protocol. It's basically, um, they, Read their story out loud. It's a requirement. They have to read it out loud in front of the group, and we critique it and we bless it and we give positive feedback and then we ask questions. And you would not believe how awesome my students are at doing those three things and how much it impacts the way that they write. Um, my biggest success is definitely I had a kid, I'll shout him out. We called him Little Baby Ker Ker, um, and he was a handful. He had admitted probably today that he was a handful. Um, but by the end of it, he wrote a really, really amazing piece. Um, actually brought the entire room to tears, um, through his writing. And I thought, wow, that's amazing that just a class could have such an impact on someone's writing. So that's probably my, my big, wow, my big
3: woo-hoo happy. My, uh, current seventh graders, so last year's sixth graders are absolute rock stars, like in a way that I wasn't expecting them to be in a way that I didn't think that middle schoolers could be, uh, last year, you know, as, as sixth graders, like as beginning musicians, I was able to hand them actual pieces of music and they just like devoured it. They, you know, they were like ready to play. It got to a point where whenever we would start class, um, they'd all be like warming up, playing their instruments. Um, and it started with the trumpet section, but then eventually the entire band would participate. They would just count themselves off. And start playing the concert music. Like I always give them like five minutes at the beginning of class so I can like get myself ready, give them a chance to get their, all their stuff set and like get going and everything. And they just they would sit there and they would count themselves off and play the concert music without me asking them to do it, without me standing up and being like one, two, ready, go. Nothing like that. And they would just they would just do it. I was like, OK okay, like this makes my job so easy. Like they're hungry. They want to play. Like they're into it, they're enjoying it and they're starting themselves. And so, you know, at the spring concert, I ended up with that piece that they were like super into. It's called Panther Rising and our, our mascot is the Panther. So, you know, um, at, at the concert, you know, we, we were playing it and we had planned it this way to where the last, I don't know, maybe like 30 seconds of the piece, I just walked away. I got it. I didn't conduct like we got to a point and then I just stepped off the stand and just like, let them go to like show the parents. I'm like, guys, this, this isn't me. It's them. Like they're, they're the ones doing this. And like, my heart, I have all the warm and fuzzies.
0: That's
3: amazing. It it was super cool. And now they're, you know, this year's seventh graders and it's the same thing. Like they're just ready to go. And it's an incredibly talented, like overall talented, like every class has their shining stars, but it's just like, as a group, they are very talented. Hungry, want to go, like I could put anything in front of them and they would do everything they could to be able to play it. So I couldn't really ask for more from an ensemble.
2: I feel like it'd be so fun if you gave your high school band a piece and didn't tell the high school band and gave the seventh grade the same piece. <gasps> oh the like Battle recorded band it. Band <laughs> style, thing, see how they do. Here's the
3: thing I've 100% considered doing exactly that. Yes. Like consider doing exactly that. Um, But I mean, word would get out. They would, they would like tell each other. Uh, no
0: just call it two different things yeah don't tell them oh, don't tell them the title yeah or call it two different double things. blind study okay. oh uh, i love it all right uh, do something like that
3: <laughs>
0: and then just, just do it cut the title off the piece yeah cut the title off the number. piece mm. and literally do like battle the band uh, style and be like all right play but so like
3: programming at a concert though like yeah i always have to consider as well and it's like do the parents really want to sit through the same piece twice? Like, Well, you don't
2: even have school. to do it for the parents. You could just record it and play for the band.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Okay. Maybe it's really not about the high school. Maybe Actually. it's about the seventh grade. Maybe you don't play it for the high school. Like, we don't need to rub their nose right, or anything, right. right? Maybe you just play it for the seventh grade.
3: No, honestly, the, the high schools could use a little nose rubbing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we turn this it. into a happy mm, moment yeah. to a devious moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Um, tell us about your successes, Jacob.
1: When the question is posed, it's like, oh, my gosh, I have to come up with something. So there's right. probably things I don't remember that I should or things don't right. bubble up. Um,
2: I do think I'm sorry to interrupt, but I do think it's <laughs> worth mention um, for anybody who doesn't know Jacob that might be listening. Um, the Jacob has worked with some truly astounding children. Like I, if I think of like great groups of kids, I feel like a lot of them would have been kids that you got to. Yeah, yeah. like you were involved in there. Experience,
1: yeah. I mean, I was lucky enough to be able to teach leadership and and start the program. Um, I had uh, some former students at my house on Christmas Day, uh, Thomas Persinger, uh, Brandy Persinger, and Megan O'Leary, who are all siblings, though it might not sound like (laughs) right, right? That's a whole story. Um, amazing group of, of students, um, amazing family. And just talking about some of that origin story of like, we started the class with five people. I was a special education teacher, like student council was a thing, but it wasn't what it became. And, and then to see, you know, my final year, we had 40 students in the class. We had to use the cafeteria. So I, I was lucky. And, and honestly, I, I, it was a good balance when I was a special education teacher to have such a dynamic mix of students throughout the day. Um, and that, you know, it definitely leads to a set of successes, right? Cause you're, you're leading projects all the time. But when I, I think the successes are not, like that I think of that are meaningful to me are based around individuals. Um, there's one that, that easily comes to mind. It's a, a student who came as a freshman and really just butted heads with me, um, and I'd kind of been warned about this student when they were in middle school, like just wait until you get this student and then kind of talk to the student about, you know, maybe you should take leadership. Maybe you should, you know, maybe there's something, you, you know, you can make a change in the school, you know, find more people like you kind of a thing. And to see that individual grow um, from somebody that people kind of are like, oh, you know, just wait till you get this kid to like being something that I consider successful and is still being successful. Is I mean, just man, that's why you. That's why you teach, right? Um, we saw know. him the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you know who I'm talking about. Like, I know, and I was I know. being pretty vague, but <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: you know, it started out in high school. Like taking math with me, I think probably started with pre-algebra hit the spring there <laughs> <laughs> um, the
0: strings
1: um, and, and just like, the you know, he kind of hated school. He hated me, um, was pretty vocal about it. But then senior year is in a regular education algebra two class makes it on his own and like just, and wants to do it. It was like driven, like I'm, I can do this. And then to go on and go into like media production, uh, in college and, to get, I think he, he got second in Skills USA nationally for broadcast, which is awesome, and still very much has interest in that. And yeah, like that's like it just it was good. Just just kind of see that change. It's kind of a Cinderella story, and there you, you know there's lots of stories like that. Um, but that one definitely comes to the top. I mean, those are the types of stories that that will always stick with me about the students who they either thought they couldn't do it or maybe the parents were like, you know, my child can't do X, Y, and Z, which is really motivating to me (laughs) to be like, Oh, I'm going to make sure that they can, you know, and sometimes it's just the small successes. It's not always like super grand. Like sometimes it's just like that small breakthrough of the student. Like who was finally kind of able to open up and like give a speech, you know, I don't know. There's, there's lots of those moments that are, very dear to me, for sure.
2: Um, can I th- can I throw out another
1: one? Yeah, go for this it. This one
2: is like bigger scale, right? Because my first one is like a small moment. <laughs> um, but I have a student who I taught when she was a senior. She was like part of my first group of kids in a class that w- there was only like six of them. It felt very community style. Like it was it was a really excellent introduction to like advanced writing teaching. Um, she wanted to go to college to also study English. Um, and she, like the whole time she was in college, her and her mom were so great. that like send me emails about like, oh, you did these things that helped her so much. Like, we just want you to know. So like other kids can benefit, like these are things that you did that were so great. Um, which is like awesome to have anyway. Right. But, uh, she wanted to be an English teacher, did not work out. She ends up going into hospitality. Um, and she works like a full-time job. She graduated in the hospitality program, um, but independently on her own, wrote a book, and this year self-published the book. Wow. That's And the, That's the awesome. discipline, like, I cannot, like, I've not written a book, and I've especially not written a book while, like, working a full-time job. Do you know the name of the book? Um,
0: Can you I reveal
2: could, it? I could look it up. I don't know it off the top of my head. But she, like, self-published it herself through Amazon and, like is just doing the thing that she said she wanted to do, just like in a different path. Well, that's, that's awesome. All. Yeah. I think it's super cool.
1: I don't know who you're talking about.
2: Uh, it's, well, I guess cause I'm talking about her in a good way. I feel so like, right.
3: Not a current student. No, no, she's not.
2: Her name's Julie good. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so she, she was a senior the yeah. first year that Amanda and I were at the school. And just self published a book. So hmm. I think it's kind of like a fantasy vibe. So if yeah. you're listening and you're
1: into a fantasy story, go check Very out. Cool. book. Nice. Nice little plug there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Link in the comments. <laughs> any, any funny stories or anything that stands out? Like I've got one that just kind of bubbled up that I, I've tell got us, to tell. tell us. So it, it was getting to the end of the year and, uh, A student brought in a bunch of pictures of her mom who had gone through school, and it was like senior pictures and stuff like that. And this mom had gone to Pleasant Hope, and she's like sharing them to her friends and stuff. And eventually, had to be like, All right, we need to let's focus back in on the lesson. And one student makes a comment, I'm like, That's super rude. It was like, Man, those cans are huge. And says it again. I'm like, all right, I've got to have this conversation. Like I, I didn't want to like point it out at first. I'm just like, that's inappropriate. Says like is that somebody else I think says it. I, I don't remember the exact details, but eventually I, I like point out like, we're not going to do this. We're not going to objectify five people. And like, it is so wrong on so many levels. Like that is her mom. And like, <laughs> like I'm like, this is not appropriate. Like we're trying to learn or I'm trying to teach anyways. And the the young lady who has the picture shows me, and it is her mom's senior picture from like the '80s, who is literally standing in like in front of large inflatable like Pepsi cans. <laughs> 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 And the students, like, didn't go uh, <laughs> pervy with it. It was me. So they, they thought it was pretty funny in the end because I was really embarrassed. <laughs> and, yeah, so that's a, that's a funny story I had.
2: <laughs> um, last year, I was teaching To Kill a Mockingbird with my freshman. And, you know, everybody wants to watch a movie in class. So after we finished the book, we watched the movie. And the whole time. I have this freshman girl who's just like, I just want to marry Atticus Finch. He was the <laughs> hottest man I've and I'm like, ma'am, you were 14. Like this makes me so uncomfortable. And she just like fully objectified Gregory Peck as Atticus Finch the whole time. And now I have like this whole group of freshman students who were like, I mean, we also really like yeah. Atticus Finch. <laughs> so then, like, fast forward to this year as sophomores, um, I have a good chunk of them again. And <laughs> I was trying to make a reference to Kevin Kill a Mockingbird*, and no one, no one got my reference. And as a teacher, that's like spear crushing. I'm like, "Look, <laughs> we spent all this time, and you don't know what I'm talking about." And then I was like, "The hot one," and they were all like, "Oh, uh, we love him!" <laughs> <laughs> like instantly, we were connected uh, uh, with yeah.
1: the memory. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm so happy that's what they'll
0: carry forward. Right. So I've got a funny first teacher, first year. First day of school um, and we have a student that is uh, sight impaired and I was trying to be tough, right? Like no hats, no, no sunglasses, you know, like that's not allowed in school. So I, of course, tell the blind student to take his sunglasses off on the first day when he first walked in the door. And he goes, Oh, I'm blind. Well, and he is super nice, super sweet kid. And um, he wasn't hundred percent legally blind because he could drive. Well, the his buddy was in the class with me and we had grown a, a rapport with each other. And his buddy said, Yeah, I let I let this student drive me around all the time. I said, You do? And he's like, yeah, he's only been in three or four car accidents. I'm like,
2: Uh oh, you know, I guess
0: that's fine. And another student pipes in and he's not aware, I don't know, of himself, of the world around him. I don't know. But he pipes in and he goes, is it because he's short, Miss Wood, that he can't drive? I said, no, it's because he's legally blind. <laughs> he can't see.
2: <laughs> I like how he's introduced the the what, third kid is like unaware of himself or the world. Oh, like, oh <laughs> very
0: much. Very much. Hope he's,
3: I hope he's doing all right in the world, really. I've got, I don't know. Okay. So uh, substitute teacher, substitute teaching experience. And I'm in like a seventh grade classroom, sixth grade, seventh, some, I don't know. It's middle school, right? And they're supposed to be doing independent reading time. Um, but of course, there's always those kids who want like, oh, it's a substitute day. So we're going to push the limits. We're going to test the boundaries, that kind of thing. Right. Um, and I'm very much like lead by example. Right. So they're supposed to be doing independent reading. So I pick up a book at the front of the room and I'm sitting there and I'm reading to show them like shh, 20 minutes. We're just going to read our books. OK. But this kid just needs so much attention, so much attention. Um, and I'm ignoring him because I'm like, we're supposed to be reading. And normally that would work. Um, but, uh, then he insists, he's like, well, my pants are falling down and I'm like, well, sit down (laughs) and it's not a problem. He was like, but my pants are going to fall down and I just don't respond to him. And then the next thing he says is my pants fell down (laughs) (laughs) and I, I look up from my book at him. Sure enough, his pants are on the ground and uh, I just look back down at my book. And slowly he realizes he's standing in front of the entire class
0: <laughs> with his
2: pants on the ground. Ooh, that's
3: nightmare fuel, yeah. right? Right. I'm like, I wanted people, to know what
2: the other kids were doing. Yeah. Well, the other
3: kids are just like they look at him all wide eyed, and then they look at me like, "What's he gonna do?" And then they look at the kid and they look at me, and I'm just and I'm he just looks going, at I, me, yeah, and I, and I look at him, and I go back to my book, just ignoring it. And he, as he realizes, oh, I'm. I'm standing in front of the class with my pants to, on the ground. Oh my god! He, he just quietly—he doesn't say. He just quietly pulls them back up, <laughs> sits down, and I don't hear from him the rest of the class. I He's love like that for perfectly fine. Yeah, like not another issue. We were able to get through the rest of the lessons. Wow. I put it in the sub notes. I was like, and so and so decided to drop their pants today. So I don't know if that's a usual thing
1: or if I should send him to the office. But uh, yeah, wow. like I feel like, like have you guys had that dream?
0: where you're pantsless like, in yeah, front of the school, class. Yeah. Mine is always that my teeth are falling out. Oh, oh yeah. no. Oh, okay. that too. That. That's yeah. the one
1: I get. But definitely like the, oh, I'm at school with no pants on. Like, ah.
2: Voluntarily made it his reality. <laughs> wow. It's hard to be 12. Yeah, know? It really is.
0: <laughs> but also to openly admit that my pants are falling down to the teacher, like, there's a very simple solution. Just pull them up. And you're going to make it.
3: <laughs> nope, he had to be um, out of his chair. Tell me about
2: it. One time Eric was mine my substitute teacher and he left me my favorite sub report of my whole life. I cut out the portion and kept it on my board for posterity. Um, it was for my English four class, which was an advanced writing class. And Eric left great sub notes. Like he'd tell you exactly what was going on. And it was just, just was two sentences. The first sentence said, um, uh, oh, this class is almost too good. And then the second sentence said, Seth just flipped a desk. Never mind. <laughs> That's
1: great. Uh, I have to say, when you said that he was your sub once, in my mind, I'm like, wait, how is that possible? How was he your substitute teacher with you being the student?
0: Oh. <laughs> like that was, uh,
1: yeah, I had to do some mental gymnastics there. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Hey, you're so welcome. <laughs> Boy prodigy over here. Yeah, right. I was just born to do it. That's
0: That's right. right. Sam, my favorite moment still is when you told me about having to send a kid to the office for eating a cricket. Oh, no. I forgot about that. I don't know if I sent him
2: did I send him to the office? I think
0: you had to but then you called me and you said I had to send a kid to the office because I told him not to eat a cricket on my floor and he ate a cricket anyway okay but
2: what is truly terrifying about this story that I the context is essential so um, our school had bug bombed that weekend right I walk in and my floor was covered, like, almost black with crickets. I legitimately, I'm, like, freaked out. A very sweet student came in and, like, swept up all of these cricket carcasses for me because I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I was not prepared to deal with this on a Monday morning. So this student finds a, like, limping along, covered in pesticide, half-dead cricket. <laughs> and some kid, they're juniors. Keep in mind, they're, like, 17. They're adults they have children Uh, now. um they're they now they are i mean they have kids they've spawned um so anyway he has this like half dead cricket and one of his buddies is like i'll give you five bucks to eat that and i was like no you definitely can't the kids covered in (laughs) pesticides and he eats it and i was like no way you didn't just do that and he opens his mouth and i like saw the cricket body. (laughs) <laughs> oh. and this
0: is when Sam left education. That was my, my first year. my <laughs>
2: first year. First year teaching. Wow. Like in October.
0: I just remember <sighs> the phone call
2: though. Just, I mean, what does one do? <laughs> right. Like, I think that that's probably the highlight of teaching is that every day is different. Every day is an adventure. Like,
1: like that's one of the things I loved about teaching is like there is no like just rote. Like it, you're not going to have the same thing every day because you're dealing with people. And you're dealing with very interesting young people who are going through all sorts of development.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> all sorts of development, right? Right? <laughs>
1: um, yeah. It was, you know, you go in like with an expectation, of, like this is what I'm gonna do today. And many days you're like, that is not how. <laughs> That's, That's not what, what, not did what today. we did. Right,
2: the narrator right. in the background is like, that is not what he did. Today.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we could go on for days about funny stories and um, really successes too. I I think like looking back on my teaching career, I have way more successes than than failures, Uh both in terms of like students who are successes, but even just like, you know, as a teacher, like I was, I had a successful moment versus you know, early on, probably had a lot of failures.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on this episode about happy successes and happy stories. We really hope that you enjoyed listening to our tales. We know in education, sometimes the mood can be a little dark. And so we hope they brightened your day. The next episode, which may or may not darken your mood, is all about teacher pay.
1: If you have any questions or comments for us, you can reach us at WTWA at 277media.com. Thank
3: you for listening to Where the Whiteboards Are.
2: opinions expressed in our podcast are that of the individuals and do not represent the opinions of their employers, school districts or communities in which they work.